Numbers chapter 6. Okubala esula ya mkaga. reading from verse 1. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When either and say unto them, When either man or woman shall separate themselves to vow a vow of a Nazarite, to separate themselves unto the Lord, he shall separate himself from wine and strong drink and shall drink no vinegar of wine or vinegar of strong drink. Neither shall he drink any liquor of grapes, nor eat moist grapes or dried. All the days of his separation shall he eat nothing that is made of vine tree from the kernels even to the husk. All the days of the vow of his separation shall no razor come upon his head until the days be fulfilled in the which he separated himself unto the Lord. He shall be holy and shall let the locks of the hair of his head grow. All the days that he separated himself unto the Lord, he shall come at no dead body. He that shall make, he shall not make himself unclean for his father or for his mother, for his brother or for his sister when they die, because the consecration of his God is upon his head. That's up to verse 7. Okubali Bwane ya manga obwe ya mo, kububwe yeka, obwe ya mo, obomu wonge, okwe wonga erimukama, ane ya uranga no muenge, nechitamiza, tanyuenga kumuenge omukatufu, ne wankuba de chitamiza echikatufu. So tanyuanga kumazi geza bibu, so talianga za bibu mbisi, ne wankuba de enkalu. Nakuzona is okwe wonga kwe talianga chin twechivamu muzabibu, ne wankuba den sigo, ne wankuba devi kuta. Nakuzon nezo bweyamo, zoya bweyamo bwe, o wokwe wonga, akamwano, tekaitanga kumutwe gwe, o kutu senaku, lusina tu kiriranga, zeye wongiram erimukama, anavanga mutkuvu, anare kange mivumbo jemviri. Ezoku mtuwewe okukula. Enakuzona ze yewongira mweli mukama. Tasembele nanga murambo. Teye fula nga atali murongo furuwa chitawe. Ne wankubade lwa njina. Ne wankubade lwa muganda we. Ne wankubade lwa mwanyina. Kwebana afanga. Kubanga okwe wonga kwe erika tonda kuliku mtuwewe. Amen. Mina. Loving Jesus. Yes, so we humble ourselves to you tonight. We are not 
as holy as your word is. And that's why we have come. So that we might be made holy. According to your word. We desire that as we hear your word tonight. We will be taken out of the way that you will speak to us and that we shall open our spiritual ears and to understand what the spirit of the Lord wants us to hear. I permit every soul in here Lord, the sound of my voice I permit them to you Lord. Pray that oh God you will speak to them. Speak to every one of us. Some might be wary. Father, in many ways. But I pray that you refresh us. As we hear your word, Lord. To commit ourselves into your hands. Everyone commit yourself to the Lord tonight. Ask him to speak to you. Ask him to open your eyes of understanding. Ask him to answer your questions. I'd like you to have a moment to do that. Can everyone do that sincerely before you? And ask the Lord to speak to you. The Bible says, ask and ye shall receive. No can shall be open for you. And if you ask, you shall receive. If you knock, it will open. You search for him, you will find him. Lord, we want to find you tonight. Let me commit this service into your hands. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may have your seats. Amen. Amen. Sister Mulonda, I'm happy to see you. When I saw your status, I was like, ah, will she come today? <laughs> you fought a good fight. Faith. And I believe all of you have. And the Lord will give you grace. And this evening, I'm speaking on separation. I spoke on this on Wednesday. Uh, on Wednesday, 18th September 2013. Particularly <laughs> one person or two were there who are here today. And so I thought I should. Uh, just I felt inspired to speak on this subject again. And uh, I trust it will be a blessing to us. Amen. Sister Grace, God bless you. Uh, I appreciate it that you don't miss any service. I, I was speaking with one brother the other day and I'm like, Sister Grace has never missed any service. And, uh, and I think that is recorded in heaven. Amen. Amen. How many are happy tonight? Amen. We have come here to hear his word. How many have ever separated themselves from something? How many have never? 
We all understand what separation is. Separation Fsiba, is something very, very interesting. Uh, separation is a, a, a must in life. But today I want us to look at it in a spiritual perspective. Here in the book of Numbers, Moses gives the laws concerning separation. Or I should say that the Lord spoke to Moses and he gave him laws concerning separation. And this was also connected to a vow of a Nazarite. If a woman or a man wanted to be to vow a vow of, of being a Nazarite, they had to separate themselves unto the Lord. Now, we are no longer under the law of Moses, but we are still under the law of God. And the law of God is the word of God. And if God required then for people to separate themselves, I believe he still requires people now to separate themselves. If God wanted then for people to be Nazarites, I believe even today he does. Nazarite was a man or a woman that was living a consecrated life in service to God. And they did not do everything that everybody else did. They were supposed to be a special group of people. They were supposed to be different from others. And so God would give them even physical signs where people would look at them and know that this one is a Nazarite. Samson was one of them. God had chose him from the time he was in his mother's womb and he had called him to be a Nazarite. And so he was a separated person unto the Lord. In the same way in our time now, God is still looking for Nazarites. And people who are going to separate themselves to a consecrated life of service unto the Lord. You know, it's not an easy thing. It is a difficult thing. But you see, it has its blessings that follow it. A Nazarite is always a little uh, favored from the Lord or by the Lord. And so he goes ahead to describe how he will separate himself and from what. He says he will not drink wine. He will not drink any strong drink. He will not drink vinegar. He will not, you know, drink that, drink this, eat this, eat that. It was very specific. And, and he also says that even the hair, the hair was a mark. 
of a Nazarite. And in the same way today, we don't drink or eat anything, both physically and also spiritually. That's why we do not drink alcohol. Why? Because we are Nazarites under the Lord. But even women and men, that's why we keep our hair a certain way. Because we are Nazarites unto the Lord. Are you a Nazarite unto the Lord? Praise the name of the Lord. Then uh, the razor blade was not supposed to touch the head of a Nazarite. And now today, we notice in the New Testament that a razor should not touch a sister's head. Did you know that sister? A razor is not supposed to touch your head because you are a Nazarite unto the Lord. Brother, Today, you should not look like a woman. And you should not look like the rest of the world. Because you are a Nazarite unto the Lord. Am I preaching to someone tonight? And he says that all the days of that he separated himself unto the Lord he shall not come to any dead body. And he shall not take make himself unclean for his father or for his mother. Or for his brother when they die. So it doesn't matter whether it is your mother or your father. Or your sister. You should not touch them if they die. Meaning there must be a separation there also. And then comes the gospel. And it says that if you if anybody loves their mother or their father or their sister or their brother more than Christ is not worthy of Christ. You see, we must love our family members. But you must not love your family members more than you love Christ. Christ should be your number one priority. Not your wife, not your husband, not your brother, sister. It should be Christ. So all the decisions you are making in your life, you should make Jesus Christ the priority. If he's happy, then even if everyone else is not happy as long as you have made your priorities right are you following me so those were the rules or laws uh, concerning separation or concerning uh, being a Nazarite now in the message it shall be even as it was told me but the Banam says that you notice Abraham slept. Isaac, Jacob, they slept. Are you following me tonight? All the patriarchs slept. So all the, the, the Moses, they slept. Elijah slept. Uh, rather Elisha slept 
All these men slept. But Christ. Did he sleep? He died. And then in here you see separation. In his death, God wasn't with him. In the death of Christ, God was not with him. He died alone. He had to suffer the absence of God in his death that we could have the presence of God in our death. remember when Jesus was on the cross? He said, my Lord, my Lord, why have you forsaken me? And Brother Barnum says, he had to suffer the absence of God in his death. That we... Could, oh, we would have the presence of God in our death. Alright, now remember death means separation. And there God struck upon him our judgment. And there is our judgment. So many sins go before them and some follow. So many sins, they go before them. But some other many sins follow them. Which one do you want? Do you want your sins to go before you? Or you want your sins to follow you? Follow me. If you do not know, then follow me. Let's confess ours now. So it will go on before us. So that our sins will be separated from us. If we confess them now, it goes before us. But if you don't, and you live this life with your sin they follow you and Christ met our judgment and God in the garden of Eden when he pronounced death upon the human race and the day you eat thereof that day you shall die and death means separation that's the reason we call it death for one another we just separate from one another so now death here means separation it doesn't mean to you know die is die. death is not the end of something death is actually the beginning of something else now death in Brother Barnum says means separation. When he says the day you eat thereof, that same day you shall die. It means that same day you will be separated from me. Man was eternally separated from God because of sin. But 
Because of Jesus Christ's death on the cross, he was the bridge between death and life. Hallelujah. Amen. When he was dead, dying on the cross, what did he do? He restored back lives. He, he, he did away with separation. He took the man who was separated from God and he brought him back again to the union now death means separation and I'm glad that Jesus had to die because Jesus died our death so that we could live his life can you tell that to somebody Jesus died our death so that we could live his life he died my death so that I can live his life. We die to the world so we could live his life. Hallelujah. Amen. In Romans chapter 6 verse 2 says, God forbid how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Chitaro abafu kuchivi Christians must be dead people. Christians must be separated people. A Christian means a separated person. Can we continue in sin? In unbelief of the word. That the grace of God may abound. He said, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Knowing now that so many of us as we are baptized into Jesus Christ, we are baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Did you see that? I told you death means separation. And I told you it's not the beginning of something. The end of something. It's the beginning of something. Now here we who were who, who died with him we were buried in baptism. Now we have started to walk a new life. And every man, every woman that comes to Jesus Christ they must begin to walk the newness of life. How do you walk the newness of life? You cannot unless you are dead to begin with. We who are dead now are working in the newness of life. Meaning we are separated from something fast. You cannot walk in a new life unless you are dead to the old life. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dies no more. 
Kubanga batumanyi nti Kristo yazukira mu mafuta Death has no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. He died unto once unto sin. And sin is unbelief. Follow me here. Have you read the scripture? Let me take it slow a bit here. Because I want you to see something. Praise the name of the Lord. Sin is unbelief. How many know that? Sin is unbelief. And if sin is unbelief, do you know that the scripture clearly says that the true children of God cannot sin. How many knew that? Let us read it. First read first John chapter 3 verse 8. And then you read also verse 9. He that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. Did you hear that brother someone? Are you all hearing this? So it says, He that commits sin is of the devil. For the devil sins from the beginning. For this purpose, for this purpose, which purpose? For this purpose of sin. For this purpose. Can you say for this purpose? The Son of God was manifested. Are you hearing me? That he might destroy the works of the devil. Now, whosoever is born of God does not sin. Now, I know. It might look like preaching, but I'm actually teaching you here something. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. I wanted that to sink in. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. Wait a moment. What is sin? Unbelief. Refusing to believe what the word of God says. That is sin. And the Bible has said, for this very purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he may destroy the works of the devil. What are the works of the devil? The works of the devil is unbelief. 
And Jesus Yesu died on the cross so that he can separate the children of God from unbelief. And the Bible has now said in the book of Romans for we, how can we who are dead to sin live therein any longer? <laughs> Don't you know that for as many of us who were buried in Christ who were buried in Christ meaning we are no longer of ourselves. We are no longer walking in the old life of unbelief. But we are now walking in the life of faith. That is why faith is a very important thing. To the extent the Bible says without faith you can never please God no matter what you do brother have faith in God no matter what you are going through have faith in God because faith is a substance if you are in Christ you must have faith the opposite of faith is unbelief Without faith, you can't have the Holy Ghost. Without faith, you can't overcome sin. Without faith, you cannot go to the rapture. Without faith, you cannot live a life of Christ. So, it is faith that we need to overcome the world. It is faith that we need to be Christian. It is faith that we need to attain whatever we need in this life. It all lays there. Where? In me. Hallelujah. There is a river of life flowing from where? From out of me. It's not from somewhere. It's right in you. Do you need healing? Right in you. Do you need something? Right in you. What do you need? You need faith. Hallelujah. Now, and he says, whosoever is born of God cannot commit sin. Amina. Let me read it this way. I cannot sin. I cannot commit sin. Do I have my brother or my sister here? No, no, no. If I have them, you would be saying the same thing I'm saying. I cannot commit sin. Yes. Those of you who said it, you are my brothers. You are my sisters. I cannot commit sin. Why? For the seed remaineth in him. And he cannot sin. Because he is born of God. Knowing this. That Christ being raised from the dead, he dieth no more. Death has no more dominion over him. For him that he died, 
died and sin once. But in that he lives, he lives unto God. There was only one day. There was only one separation from sin. That is what Jesus did. Jesus came down on earth. Yes, to separate his children from sin, to separate them from unbelief, to separate them from sin, and you can never separate yourself from sin. The only thing you need to do is to plant yourself into the blood. Hallelujah. Amen. Why? Because it was only Jesus that was able to separate us from sin. That's why it is the name of Jesus Christ that we get baptized in. The power is in the name because it was him alone that was able to go on the cross and overcome. He was able to be on the earth and overcome. He went to the grave and overcame. He went everywhere you could go and overcame. It was Jesus Christ that overcame the devil in heaven. Oh. He came down from heaven after overcoming him and he came on earth and he overcame him on earth. After overcoming him on earth, he also went to hell and overcame him in hell. And then when he rose again, he was a triumphant savior. He was a savior who had separated totally separated sin from his children. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's why you are saying, he that is born of God cannot commit sin. Mm -hmm. Death means total separation. Eternal separation. Where can sin find you? Where can sin find me? When I am in Christ, I cannot see. Amen. Because I am eternally separated from sin. If you can rejoice because of that, what will you rejoice because of? Come on, give the Lord a trouble of praise. You have a reason to rejoice. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And he says, Agamba. Verse 11. Likewise. Recon ye also yourselves. <laughs> Recon ye yourselves also. Yourselves. To be dead. And to sin. Did someone get it? Jesus. Yes. Die. And to sin once. Because of that, I should recall myself also. As dead indeed. And to sin. But alive unto God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh, I love Jesus. Yes, Do you love Jesus Christ? 
It is through him that we have life. Take up Jesus from the Bible. Yes, and you have a defeated religion. Jesus Christ yes, is the very essence of our faith. Jesus Christ yes, is the very life of our life. Jesus Christ yes, is the very hope of our salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. Because of him, because of him overcoming death, him defeating sin. The Bible said, because he died, we also should recall ourselves as if we are dead indeed unto sin. Not just dead, but dead indeed. This thing is, this revelation is burning me up. Can you help me preach this to your friend? Hallelujah. Dead indeed. Not just dead. Dead indeed. Come to your neighbor. Tell her dead indeed. Tell your friend. Hallelujah. Amen. Amina. Oh, you know, you know, just say, well, but I'm dead indeed. I'm dead indeed. Hallelujah. But because I am dead. Amen. Because I'm separated from something. I'm trying to something else. Because I'm dead. Somewhere. I am alive somewhere. Because I am dead to sin. I am alive unto God. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. You hear that? He said, because you are alive unto God, do not let. You know what to let? Means if someone knocks on your door, what do you do? You can let them in or knock. Right? Now the Bible says, let not. Alright, so who has who is the boss here? Sin or you. The door is yours. The house is yours. And someone is knocking. It's up to you. Go and answer the, the bell or not. If you go and find out, oh, it is you sin. Become a boss in our motorboat. Hey, we will not let 
that we will obey that we will obey the last thereof you know if your brother tells you you need some ice cream it's really up to you to buy it or not right you can decide to go and buy it or you can say no no for several reasons no because you don't have money no because you don't want your body wants but you don't want no because you don't have time no because of many reasons and so if your body tells you one day brother you need some alcohol it's up to you to say no. If your body tells you, brother, you know you need a girlfriend. It's up to you to say no. Do not let sin reign in your motor body. You have power over sin. Because Jesus separated us from sin. Sin has no power over us. Sin has dominion, no dominion over us. Because Jesus died. And verse 13 says, as, as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. Alright? It's up to you to yield some of your members unto unrighteousness or not. Do not say the devil tempted me. Do not say that the devil overpowered me not even say that. Because you have the power to overpower him. Just say, I let sin enter. I let it overtake It's really you with the power. Stop looking at the devil as a bigger adversary. Stop looking at your flesh as a bigger stumbling block. You, hallelujah. And I'm not talking about your body when I say you. I mean he that is in you. You are bigger than what you know. And you are you will always be bigger than your flesh. You are bigger than your temptation. You are bigger than your doubts. You are bigger than your unbelief. Why? It's not in you. It is in Christ that separated sin from us. And as long as you are in Christ, hallelujah, the Bible tells me you now have power over sin. You see, it says, neither do not yield. It's up to you to yield or not. Do not yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, 
So you can decide to yield your eyes, your, your nose, your, 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 your hands. Your you may decide to yield it to instruments as instruments of unrighteousness. You can decide to yield your eyes to watching the things of the world. Lustful things. And you decide to yield yourself to those. So you decide to yield your eyes to that. Just watching uh, the, the Hollywood stuff. And things that uh, are rotten. It's really up to you. You can decide to yield your body to, to that or not. You can decide to yield your hands to touching unclean things or not. You can decide to yield your mouth to drinking alcohol or not to eat unclean things or not you can yield it to something you can yield your ears to listening to another gospel to listening to uh, to, 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 to the uh, wrong teachings like Eve did do you really think the devil was more powerful than Eve? Debate within yourself for a moment. Do you really think that the devil was more powerful than Really? Think about it. If the devil was more powerful than Eve, it means he was more powerful than Adam. And if he was more powerful than Adam, it means he was more powerful than God. The devil could not have been more powerful than Eve. It was Eve who yielded her members. And she listened. It was up to her. Listen to worldly music. And you are a believer. You are very busy listening to Kadongo Kadongo Kam. And you are a believer. Hey. Brother, me, when I hear Fred Sabata singing, Ooh. he touches my heart. And you are a believer. And you are very busy yielding your, your members, your ears. <laughs> I don't even know the, the songs of Fred Sabata, but I, I, I used to hear them when I was very young. So I don't remember any. And you're very busy listening. You are, you are hearing, ah, when I hear chameleon. The chameleon is when I hear chameleon. It touches my heart. And you are yielding your members. You are listening to Westlife. You are listening to, to all those things. You are very busy listening. Those songs really touch my heart. When I hear that rock and roll music, oh, I feel like rocking also. And rolling with it. You are yielding your members. And what does the Bible say? Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. 
But yield yourself. Unto God. But the problem we have, not very many people want to yield themselves unto God. They are born again believers, but they don't want to yield themselves unto God. Why don't we have more and more gifts manifesting in the church? Why don't we have the book of Acts? The charge of the book of Acts again in his power. Because we have born again believers in the church, but they don't spend time yielding their members unto God. Yielding your members unto prayer. Yielding your members unto listening to Christian music. Yielding your members unto watching good movies. Into watching good films. Into watching good videos. Or whatever you want to call it. What are you watching with your eyes? What are you listening with your ears? What are you eating with your mouth? What are you doing with your members? You don't spend time yielding yourself unto God. But you spend time yielding yourself unto being unrighteous. You see, that's why even when you come to church, it is very difficult sometimes even for the song leader to start the service. You left on Sunday when you were on fire. And you can even tell anybody who is not even a song leader. You can even tell anyone who is not a song, a song leader. Brothers, get up and sing. Because of the fire of the word. And atmosphere. Someone will stand up. Sometimes you even someone runs after the preaching of the word. I have a testimony. And when you give them a microphone, they want to preach. Because they're on fire after And then they go back home. Throughout the week. They don't even attend fellowship on Wednesday. And what are they doing? They are very busy yielding their members as instruments of unrighteousness and sin. They are born again believers, but they are yielding themselves to those things. What they are hearing, what they are watching, what you, you do in your free time, right? It removes and quenches all the spirit of abuse. And then now you come to church dry as a, a dry leaf. And when the song reader stands on the pulpit, Brother, please. Let, let, let us be in the spirit. These people were on fire. And the way you yield yourself. I think some of us, some of you need to do some cleaning. Cleansing. 
okulongosa on things that you have been yielding to Surely, you need to do some clean up in your home you know in our generation, comedy has taken over. Everybody is more acceptable with comedy. To the extent that even in the church, they have wanted it to be comedy. For people to be there. The word no longer moves them. But let us yield ourselves, our members. They to be instruments of righteousness unto God. Now, whenever we come, we shall be on fire. You can feel that. Have you ever been there and you meet somebody and you speak to them and you feel the pool a lovely spirit around them that brother has been in prayer that brother has been you know, yielding his members to instruments of righteousness separated from sin but what happened if you meet somebody with a negative spirit around them. There's a problem with that person. It's not because they are serpent seed. Sometimes they may even be really seed of God. But the problem is what they are yielding themselves to. It creates an atmosphere around them. Oh, church, let us yield ourselves things that create the atmosphere of God around us. Let us do that in our homes, in our private lives, every time by God's grace. Verse 14 says, for sin shall have no dominion over you. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Glory! Amen. My, 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 my. Yes, sir. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, sister? Sin will have no dominion over you. Why? Because we have a person. We have a man who came down on earth and he killed sin. He separated us from sin. And he says, sin shall not have dominion over you. Hey, hey. Amina. He did not say sin will not be there. Sin will exist. But here, oh my goodness, the difference here is one of us is dead. There is a law of that, that rules in death. If you have a husband or a wife and both of you are alive, your husband rules over you. But if you die or when he, he dies, he, he cannot rule over you anymore. 
In the same way, Mungariem. sin was ruling over us. Sin was having dominion before we found this man, Christ Jesus. After we found the message of the hour, the revelation of Jesus Christ in our day, hallelujah, Amen. we realize we are now married to another husband. He told us in his word, we must die. We must separate us. Because Jesus died. We are also dead. Because we are again. We also have written again. In the same way. Sin has not died. But we are the ones who are dead. If you, have, if you have finished, say hallelujah. Sin is alive. But we are dead. And when we die, we're too far. Sin stopped ruling over us. <laughs> and now, when we rose again, we are no longer under sin. And we have acquired another husband. Jesus Christ. Yes, Christ. Who will have dominion over us. And he said, for sin shall not have dominion over you. Sin is still present. Sin is still around. And he knocks on your door every day. Sin is what? Unbelief. He always knocks on your door. The door of your heart. Please, will you let me in, Solomon? Please, Andrew, help me. It has been raining on me the whole night. I am cold. Let me in. Please, Marvin. Can you help me? But somehow, somewhere, you realize that you are divorced to that husband. You died. And from the moment you die, he cannot have dominion over you anymore. And it's up to you to say my door is locked. I am married to my husband. Please sin. Go away before my husband wakes up. Because if he realizes you're still chasing after me, you may give me issues in my marriage. I am married. From the love of Jesus Christ. Oh, I tell you, I am in love with a man no, who knows love greater than anybody else. He on the cross because of love. This love moves my heart. I cannot be straight away by any other man. Not in the past, the one who was with me in the past. Oh, a new man. For I am settled. And I settled this long ago. 
And on Christ the solid rock. Christ the solid rock. All the ground is sinking sand. I know where I am standing. I know to whom I believe. And I swear that he is able. He is able to keep all his promises. He promised to love me. He promised to strengthen me. He promised to provide all my needs. He also promised to take me to rapture. He promised a honeymoon. He promised me joy. Joy and speaking about He promised me prosperity in this life and in the next. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep all his promises. He promised me healing. He promised me, if he promised prosperity, he promised he will give you the desires of your heart. So what do you want? A job? So small. So small. He's more than able to provide. Much greater than you expect. Et chamanyo Hallelujah. Do not fear. Do not have anxiety. Do not have fear. Do not have anxiety. Do not have fear. Do not Have faith in God. Amen. What do you want to see? Have faith in God. What do you want God to do for you? Have faith in God. Stop doubting. Stop fearing. Separate yourself from unbelief. Grace brings righteousness. You see, and, and God wants you to have a total separation. Actually, he has already done it. But he wants you to walk into it. It's all right. Now listen. In the message, Israel and the church. Now this may be very strong. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. This may be very strong. And I want you to notice. Are you hearing me now? And I wanted to notice immediately after choice election. Now, 
it's separation from everything else. As soon as he called, he elects. He called. Then, when he called, he separates you from everything that hangs onto you. <laughs> How many can say that he's still separating something from you? That proves that it isn't a denomination. It isn't two or three people together. He expects every individual. It's an individual affair with every person. So when they come in, as they come in, please pray for them and allow God to do that in their life. It isn't because my mother there is saved. It's because God chose me in Christ. Not you choosing yourself. Not your choice. How much you prayed. No, 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 no. It's not how much you prayed. It's not then that you turn a new page. You had nothing to do with it. Oh my. When you get to see what is truth. You say, you mean that I didn't turn to the Lord? You had no way at all of turning to the Lord. In the way you are. And according to your people. And as you know your people. Some of them have been doing witchcraft. And you, you thought that you would turn to the Lord. Yeah. So you think that you are better than them. Oh God have mercy. You were actually, you were even worse than them. So it's not really you. It's not what you did. You had no way at all of turning to the Lord. Listen to this. Your whole nature, your whole makeup was against God. But God told you it has always been that way. My whole nature was against God. But God told me God soul of his whole nature God told him God told him Unbelief cannot hinder God. We were ordained before time. The nature of God. And when Jesus, oh my goodness, the only thing was for Jesus to die on the cross. <laughs> because if Jesus would die, 
Yesu we yafa. He would be the only one. Yeah. To, to separate sin from human race. And now, all those in the human race that had the sin gene of God in them, the devil had no choice. Even they themselves had no choice. But to be, but Amen. to subject themselves under the willing arm of the Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. The song that is coming to me now. I don't remember the words, but it's just coming to me. Mm -mm -mm. But praise God, praise God. I'm a child of the King. You know, I was in Him before the foundation of the world. And the devil never knew that. I never knew that too. But somehow, when I got to hear of the cross, and someday, someone told me about Jesus, and how Jesus had died on the cross, and someone told me about God sending a prophet in this end time, and restoring me back to all the promises Jesus promised me. Something in me jumped up. And something in me said, Oh, really? What I am is not what I'm supposed to be. When the and a separation started. And I died. And when I died, I was buried in Jesus Christ. And when I rose up again from that day, hallelujah, Amen. I have been living. I'm living a life that is very different from the other life other people are living. I've tried to live it, but I can't live it. Why? Because there is something in me calling the deep within me is calling for that life which I shared with God before the foundation of the world. Have you ever been there, brother? You felt deep within you was calling for a life that is somewhere have you ever been there, Sister Grace? And you felt you need to be somewhere else. Not in this body. Let me tell you, it's not just a, a thought. It is a living reality. Our lives, we are walking in new lives. In a new trajectory. There is something for me. Every day. Forming. Forming. Listen, you cannot see it. Because when something is forming, you don't get to see it. You don't see a maize seed growing. You don't see a mango growing. But all you see, you see something that has formed. That's why the Bible says, we don't know how he will be. Here is what we know. When he comes, we shall be like him. Let me ask you, when did we become like him? <laughs> 
When, Brother Marvin? It is now. We are forming. 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 Something is happening. Amen. We can't see it. We may not feel it. We may not smell it. But I tell you what, we have faith. That is happening. And faith will please God. How many have faith? This is happening. The devil may not feel it. I may not feel it. I may feel defeated sometimes. I may feel like a loser sometimes. I will tell you what. I have faith in the word. But I'm not a loser. And I'm separating myself every day from unbelief. You see, as the prophets of God said here, it's not you choosing yourself. Not your choice. It's not how much you pray. When you turn the new page, you have nothing to do with it. <laughs> No, sir, you had no way at all of turning to the Lord. Your whole nature, your whole makeup was against God. And God called you. And it's always been that way. Have we not heard it? He said, to as many as he called, he justified. Then he glorified. And he has predestined us. To be what? Conformed. Unto the image of his son. Now, who can stop it? You, you think you can? Try it and tell. Go and ask Brother Saul of Tarsus. Go and ask Brother Saul of Tarsus. The moment he came in contact with that voice, 